One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Slaughter Podcast will be discussing topics that some listeners may find disturbing. If you're still with us, press 1 for crimes about cannibals. Press 2 for children who've killed their parents. Please hold for an advisor. Hi guys, it's Lucy and Emma. Welcome to Slaughter Episode 9. Um, it's nearly Christmas. It is definitely. It is upon us. The geese are fucking obese. <laughs> We're ready. So, although Christmas is coming and everyone's purse strings are tight at the moment, we want more of your money. More of it? We've got none of we it. Want, we want some of your money. We want a portion of your money, not for us, but for merchandise. And not we're not even going to profit from that. We just want everyone to be wearing our faces, not our real faces, our cartoon faces on your breasts i want you to be drinking out of my face we want you to drink out of our faces again not the real faces wear the faces and potentially stick miniature faces on your fridges yeah um and drink vodka out of our faces okay so we don't actually have any of these things (laughs) (laughs) basically they're coming in the new year yay get excited we've got is an idea and a design yeah all, we, yeah, all we have at the minute is an idea. And all we're doing is letting you know that it may or may not be happening soon. <laughs> at some point in the future. Um, yeah, so we're going to get that up and running. Um, what we would like from you now, though... Not money, that was a joke. Please don't get offended. Yeah, don't send us money. Uh, what we would like from you now, if you've been enjoying the podcast, and we know that lots of you have, and we've got some lovely messages... Um, Something better than money. Just spend literally two minutes go on itunes give us a five star review if you enjoy the podcast five fucking stars look we do this for free it's hard work that's all we ask of you no money we don't want you to do anything else just spend two minutes five star review that would be amazing because we all know that bad things happen when good people sit by and do nothing (laughs) and as we know i'm unstable at best yeah. And if this podcast goes down, I'm going down with it. Right, so I'm starting this. Let's week. make an episode so they can like it. Yeah. If you don't like it, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, I'm doing Kieran Kelly. Alliteration there in the name. Okay. KK. Um, uh, KK. Was he Irish? Yes. Yes. He was born in Ireland in 1928. Now, this is for Storm. Um, she requested this on a Facebook group. Storm's not her real name, but she'll know who we're talking about. Um, so he was from Rath Downey uh, in Ireland, and he grew up in Ireland, uh, but then he moved to London age 25. Not a lot about him as a young chappy, but it was 1928. So the reason he went to London was he went for a day... I've heard the streets are paved with gold. Yeah, he wanted to find out. But he found out that um, the Queen Elizabeth II coronation... He wanted to go over oh, to celebrate. Big I think royalist. more for the big piss up than anything else. It was one big party in London. That's why he went. So he went with his friend called uh, Christy Smith, and they went. They went over for a big piss up for the Queen's coronation, um, and they had a day drinking. I'm really surprised. I didn't really think the Irish loved our Queen. To be fair, I don't think they gave a shit. I just think they sniffed the alcohol and just came a running. <laughs> Smell a party on yeah, the air. That's it. They thought this is the party of the century. I'm there. We'll be a part of whichever empire's got the booze. <laughs> so some believe that um, uh, Kelly was gay, and um, Christy and Kelly went out for the day. They were drinking all day, and there's a guy who's written a book. Is Christy about... a man or a woman? A man. A man. Okay. It was Christy Smith. 
Um, and they went out for the day. Um, Jeff Platt wrote a book about this. So he's written a London Underground Serial Killer. There's a bit of a spoiler alert as to what's going to be oh, happening later on. They dug a hole. Uh, and he, he's a retired detective, but he um, was involved in the case. So he's got a really comprehensive book. So fucking send me a copy for Christmas. No, we won't give out our address. Um, but I'm going to say, I would love people to send things. I know, I would love people to send One day we'll get a PA box and it'll be amazing. Um, so they went out and they got some prostitutes at the end of a long day drinking. Nice. And they, uh, I don't know if they had sex with them or not. It kind of, I would hope so. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, but then he's a talker, not a porker. (laughs) So somehow they ended up at Stockwell tube station without the prostitutes, just on their own, uh, which is where the Northern line meets the Victoria line. Oh, is it? It is indeed. Still there. You can go and uh, have catch a, a tube. Happen there. Catch a tube. And um, at Stockwell Tube Station, um, Kelly pushed Christy in front of an oncoming train. Oh shit! Yeah. So this was just first, like House of Cards. His first victim. Like he fucked him off. Good day. Now I know. I know a little bit of unwanted um, information about tubes and dying. Uh, I don't know where this information come from, but I heard or was told or something. Apparently, if you fall between a tube and the platform, what the, what it does is sort of like whips your body round. So like you're in two parts, but you're still together. So you'll get pu- kind of pushed and crushed, but you won't know what's happened to you. So. Um, I, there was a guy and he was doing a speech and I don't know where this was but he was telling me about it and he said um, he was probably telling loads of people about it I was one of the audience I'm just aggrandizing myself there but he said that a lot of people when it happens will just think they're fine and they're like oh no I can get up I'm fine um, oh, but they say as soon as halves. we move you you're going to die like this is it and it's it's just the most horrific sounding thing that you think, oh, I'm fine, no, I can get up, I'll be fine. But you can't feel that you're in pain and they actually, you're about to die, like, as soon as they move you. And they can't leave you there forever. You can't live at the tube station just in this sort of, like, gap between a tube. So, like, he says that he's been there with people who's tried to get their family there as quickly as possible um, or they've made phone calls and it's literally like, goodbye, I feel okay and I can have a conversation with you but I've probably got an hour to live and it's I've never every time I'm at a tube station I think about that and I'm just terrified of just falling between the gap and the train anyway like on source code where he thinks he is fine but then really he's just a stumpy little lump I'm not seeing source code <laughs> why is he a stumpy little lump <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is <laughs> transported back to in time to try and stop something from happening but like he's hooked up to machines he was a soldier and then you Um, think he's fine like they're just making him relive these last few minutes or something and then at the end spoiler you realise that he's like just just stumpy little lump like he's got no arms like he was it's the last few minutes of his life that he has they've trapped him in that loop and it's just electrical pulses yeah he can't come out if you are listening and you have no arms and no legs please don't be offended by Emma's previous comment so Kelly later when he was questioned about this murder said um, he, I saw didn't a... do it it wasn't me <laughs> no he fucking told everyone it was him he was like I did not yeah because it's very hard to prove that someone didn't jump Unless, well I mean, yeah although it was an accident yeah so he said you're not bang to rights here like, <laughs> calm down he said I saw a blinding flash it was an epiphany I realised the, the solution it's the train coming oh yeah he thinks that's bloody God every time telling him to push people so every time he sees a bloody train approaching he's like God's telling me to do it again <laughs> off you go that's the only thing that, he doesn't want me to give him a hug he doesn't want me to save someone's life no murder yes yeah. it's an epiphany I realised the solution so he's confusing train lights for God um, and therefore he's flinging people in front of trains <laughs> so after that happened he fled to Ireland um, but then he returned to London and we've heard this word before he was living as a vagrant yeah. another word for homeless yeah pretty much yeah uh, alcoholic um, and he sort of potted around he made loads of vagrant friends um, he was arrested for stealing food and then on Christmas day here's our segue into Christmas happy Christmas guys 1975 Christmas day a panhandler now 
did you look up what a panhandler because I hear the word panhandler a lot it must come from someone that sells panhandles but they don't actually panhandle I thought it was someone who looks for gold so it turns out panhandler is a beggar um, holding out a pan for money he was called Hector Fisher and he was found in Clapham Churchyard stabbed to death Oh, with his panhandle with his panhandle in hand um, it, with stab wounds in his neck and his head he wasn't stabbed with the panhandle no oh. um, he had been hanging around oh and he'd been hanging around that day with several men dressed as Father Christmas last scene hanging oh. out with Santas um, like that episode of Doctor Who where all the Santas come and get I've done a lot of TV references you've got a today. lot of obscure television reference that I know nothing about I was trying to segue a Father Ted reference in earlier but uh, I didn't manage it if you like Father Ted and you listen to this podcast you're probably my favourite listener um, Kelly was questioned uh, but police had no evidence so they questioned quite a lot of other people about why would this. they go to him? how would you even have a list of suspects for this crime if you find a a beggar dead in a churchyard like just how have you got any people they just asked every other beggar that they oh knew. and they were like probably that Irish fucker they're probably like it's one of these beggars let's just question a lot of them but then because they did question loads of people but they questioned him as well but there was just no evidence for any of it uh, then he was uh, nothing happened 18 months later 68 year old Morris Whaley was found dead with his face and genitals mutilated in Soho these murders aren't really linked, though. Like, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't look at someone pushed in front of a train, someone stabbed in the neck, that, someone sexually yeah. mutilated. Like, they're not. That's they, why he got away with together it. as being one person. Yeah, that's why he got away with it for so long. Um, so he he was he was in Soho and he'd been mutilated, and then a bottle had been inserted into his rectum, Ooh. like a broken bottle. Yeah. And this um, this was something that he did a few times. So Kelly and other vagrants were found with blood on them nearby and Kelly was charged with murder. Um, but as there was only one witness and the witness was an alcoholic, he right. was considered an unreliable witness and Kelly was acquitted. So basically, I think of the group of homeless people, one of them said he did it and then the rest kind of kept quiet. I would be well pissed off if I was this police officer, just this gang of vagrants constantly just causing trouble amongst themselves sort yourselves out lad why do i keep having to come down here to you group of guys stabbing someone here stealing something there like it's all very kept together in this group of you know drifters i think it was mostly kelly as well i think the others were just sort of like tagging along but we'll find out why they were tagging along in a bit sort of bribing them a little bit what would you bribe homeless alcoholics with alcohol yeah there you go um what i was thinking we're starting to have Soho, we've had uh, Stockwell Tube Station, we've had Clapham Churchyard. There is an opportunity for merch here. Um, Kieran Kelly Monopoly. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. Everywhere that there was dinner murder. So in 1983, another elderly panhandler was pushed on the tracks at Kensington Station. There we go, get two stations to get a bonus. Uh, but the train driver managed to stop in time. Oh, so he didn't die. No way. Yeah, he like he put on the brakes. He must have been coming to a stop. Yeah. Uh, witnesses blamed Kelly. So this guy's not even trying to hide it. Like no. literally, he's Everyone just doing always it. points the finger at him. It's like he was here. Like, he was bloody getting away with it. Jurors failed to reach a verdict. So he was acquitted. It is true. If you've not got enough evidence, though, people can like you can have loads of people say it. But but at that point, they didn't know about the other guy that he pushed in front of the train. So there's just like this random murder. Oh, they think it's in like... isolation. Yes, they're like, well, he's never pushed anyone in front of a train before, so how do we know anything? Um, so he was acquitted again. So Kelly, uh, soon after this, Kelly went to Clapham Common, other place, with a friend, Paul McManus. Um, and he approached a 75-year-old man and demanded he give them his watch and wedding ring. Uh, the man called the police and um, Kelly was arrested. So he tried to do a mugging. Uh, tried to get some guys to give him his stuff. And uh, he was put into prison. He was drunk. Right. Um, and he was put into prison to sort of sober up. And he was locked up with a load of other, what they say, transients or vagrants or homeless people. Yeah. Now, one of them pissed him off quite a lot. <laughs> He wouldn't let him fucking sleep. So he crushed his irritating. skull. 
<gasps> and strangled him with a pair of stockings. Oh, I don't know where he's getting stockings from in prison. No. But, uh, yeah, he just totally fucked him up. Um, lost his shit. But the worst thing was, there was another guy in there with them, and he did this, like, in the evening. The other guy had to sit in a cell with Kieran Kelly and a dead guy Thinking, for the whole night. Not piss this guy off. Just thinking, holy shit, get me out of here. So in the morning when they went to give them his breakfast, um, this guy was just like, please let me out, I'll testify, I'll do whatever, just get me out of this cell. Because he was just freaked out. Um, so then they charged, obviously, Kelly with murder again and they knew that they could get him on this. So he just began confessing. And he just began confessing to all this other shit they didn't know about. So, Finally. Yeah. Something good. Just tell him. He was like, yeah, I did it, and I also did this, and I also did this, and he was just... He was probably just worn out, to be honest. Yeah. Like, they're high-intensity murders. The pushing, the crushing. <laughs> He's not getting any younger. Just give it up now. You can't live your life like that forever. You can't. So, yeah, he was like... Run out of stockings, for one. <laughs> so he confirmed that he would encourage homosexual advances from men. And take victims somewhere they could be alone. So he'd be like, yeah, let's get it on. We'll go down to this quiet area in London, um, down this alley or whatever. Then he would only rape them with a broken bottle until they bled to death. So he was a really disgraceful killer. I mean, this is one of the good things about the internet is that it stops things like this happening. Like, if he was alive now, he wouldn't need to go and anally rape people with a broken bottle. He could just tip-tappy-type, one man, one jar, and he can watch all the arse bleeding that he wants. But without that, you have to create it yourself. So I think that's something we have to thank the internet for. If you are of a sensitive disposition, don't watch one man, one jar. I do not recommend you watching that video. <laughs> Please do not. Just them. take my word for it. <laughs> you can just imagine... Um, so to get rid of witnesses he had a way of doing it so what he did was he'd get a vodka and orange for everyone vodka and orange for everyone vodka and an orange chuck it at your head lovely but then one of them he would change out the vodka and put in surgical spirit or white spirit and orange to be fair you wouldn't know the fucking difference smart price vodka I wouldn't fucking know nope no idea and then they would die from drinking it apparently but to be honest I swear I've done that so he's probably killed like Tons of people. Well, he, yeah, quite a lot. I think it was probably about 13, but I'm, he confessed to it. He confessed to a lot. Um, he gave a load more examples of men he'd been talking to at the train station that he just pushed in front of the train that hadn't been put, com- but, connected. You know, the fact that all these people that were sexually assaulted and left to die, like, none of those came to the... Like, only the muggings of the old men yeah. that pushing in front of the trains. Like, again, it's that horrible... When we put such a stigma on certain sexual orientations, like, the fact that they were just... No one heard about those because it was obviously, like, a homosexual yeah. attack... It's so horrendous. And you've got that age old thing that's like, that's what gays do. They yeah. have sex with each other with broken bottles. No, they fucking don't. That's not a thing. But it's almost like this old, oh, this sex game's gone wrong. Like it's sort of, like that's kind of stigma that people give to people, which is just ridiculous, which is, it still happens now. We've got the recent um, grinder killer who, um, they didn't, twin those up because they just thought his sex game had gone mm. wrong for a while it was just ridiculous um, so there was a lot of people that he said he'd been talking to these men who were feeling sort of down about their lives at a train station but he'd thrown them in front of the train helped them out see the lights got the epiphany oh obviously are you sad God. die then God's telling me to kill you so he pushed them in front of the train and a lot of families um, who had not previously received life insurance because it would have been a suicide um, actually got a big payout because he said oh, oh well I killed them so actually so it might, it's murder well it might be a nice thing then well not if he's actually killed them <laughs> if it was a but suicide it's nice if, if you're like I'm going to kill not. myself and my family maybe he didn't kill any of them maybe he just went around claiming these suicides as his murders for the good of the families maybe Probably maybe not. he's Saint Kelly. Who is it? What's his fucking name? Saint Kieran of Kelly. Saint Kieran of Kelly is only raping women with. Oh yeah. Forget <laughs> okay, forget forget him. He's no longer a saint. Although <laughs> the Catholics would have him. <laughs> Low blow. Um, 
But the reason that like probably have him. The reason he didn't get caught for ages is because he he Kept went confessing. for like he went for like homosexuals plus police witnesses plus people who reminded him of Christy Smith. So he basically murdered all these random sets of people. And remind you of Christy, his first love, who spurned him. That is what Platt would have you believe. Um, I'm going to check out his book. I think it sounds interesting. But uh, the police didn't release a lot of this information because they were scared that if people found out that someone was pushing people on the tube, even after they'd been caught... They would. They were scared that people would do copycat killings, or that because it is be well t- easy to push someone. Yeah, in front of the I'm tube. terrified every time. I'm trusting these people not to just bung me down. I mean, it is well easy. Like someone could just decide. Oh, I don't like the look of this girl. <laughs> down. They could. They could. They genuinely could. I'm trusting these people with my life. I won't walk near the platform with people behind me. Really? Yeah, because I don't know who those fuckers are. I see the look in their eyes. I've never even considered this as something to be scared of. No. Well, I think I'm going to die most days. I'm just scared of the previous owners of my house coming back (laughs) to demand their post. You are. That post that you ripped open. I didn't. I just put it in the bin. (laughs) I did just put it in the bin. Did you? Mm -hmm. Could have had money in it. No, don't give a fuck. (laughs) If it's not got a return address on, what do you want me to do? To hold on to it so they can collect it. Bitch, please. <laughs> okay, I'm editing out the bits where I committed a crime. Yeah, they were too scared and they thought that people wouldn't want to use the tube and people would oh, say... Oh, dear God. ...another safe <laughs> mode of transport, which people haven't got a choice anyway. Protect so, the tube. A lot of the details weren't shared until 2013 because there was sort of this rule that after 30 years, you can't, you have to release the government papers so right. actually after 30 years 2013 so he was convicted in 2083 1983 he um, was convicted when? in the future he was convicted in 1983 so then they had all this information which is when this guy started writing the book um, he was convicted of two murders um, and that's all they could get him on they didn't dare go for any more I think but it, he was never getting out of prison anyway so they kind of thought that's enough life forever that's done job done so that is Kieran Kelly, the Irish murder who moved to London and killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that one, Storm. It's all right. Thank- oh. <laughs> Not <laughs> it's you. It's all right. Thanks, <laughs> Storm. This week, I'm going to bring you something slightly different, but I hope you'll like it. So it's the story of an orphan child who would hang around the houses of poor women. He was heavily implicated in cases of several missing children and he was reputed to be involved in the case of three boys that were found murdered in a pickle barrel. So it is a murder story. I bring you the story of... St Nicholas! Because <gasps> <laughs> it's Christmas, isn't it? I really wanted to do... I'm a massive fan of the American office... Uh, obviously the UK one too but really love the US one and one of my favourites is when Dwight does Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas and he tells them the character of Belschnickel and so originally I was going to do Belschnickel Krampus Sinterklaas do all the creepy Christmas Schwarzpiet do all the crazy Christmas characters so I started with St Nicholas the original and just got completely caught up in it and had no time to do anyone else So I'm just bringing you something happy with this. But Christmas is fucked up generally. I feel like I should have a mulled wine in my hand. And and I'm inspired. I had an entire bottle of mulled wine to myself last night. (laughs) I was merry. Merry Christmas, my liver. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So of course, um, because it's so old and because obviously it has evolved into something else. The story is interwoven like a mixture of facts and some imagination and being embellished over time. But I think, as we know, and a lot of people interested in true crime, that sadly, facts come to a point where facts are what someone believes they are. And it's really, really hard to say, to actually present anything as empirical evidence because there is always somebody who will find a way of trying to say it's not. There's always some fucker undermining you. 
Like they brought out the blowpoke. They found the bastard <laughs> blowpoke. And yet they still didn't, they didn't even touch it. No one even moved it. And yet still they said Cobwebs. he killed someone with it. <sighs> so like I'm saying, facts are in some cases irrelevant, annoyingly so. Um so St. Nicholas just Nicholas as a baby, um, born around the third or fourth century in the village of Patara. This was in what was Greece. So he was Greek, um, but now it's part of what is modern Turkey. And a lot of this information comes from an account written in the ninth century. I went deep. Written in the ninth century by Michael the Archimandite, um, which just means he was a monk, a superior monk. And um, obviously monks at the time didn't really have much to do. except Copying out the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> Sit on their arse, copy out the Bible, maybe do a little bit of biograph. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Typical work. So Michael, being the head one, was off Bible copying. And was allowed to <laughs> use his creativity. And he definitely had a flair for the dramatic and a fondness of wombs. Oh. The number of times. Love a good womb, I do. I just think for, I mean, with a view. <laughs> I, I mean, it must have come from the fact that they're celibate away from women. It must have been a bit of a fascination. But I must have counted in one paragraph he used the word womb ten times. Like, that's not normal, Michael. I'm waiting for the comments saying, they said there's the word womb and they both giggled. Oh, I'm sorry. Just because you haven't got one. <laughs> that was a review for Michael, the <laughs> Archimandite. Um, so, Nicholas's parents were very rich and very righteous. Because as we know, those things go hand in hand. It's super easy to be <laughs> righteous when you've got the money to do so. Yeah. You don't need to buy your food. Um, and his first miracle occurred at his birth. Now, what possible miracle could have happened? He didn't scream and cry. That would have been nice. Nope. He did the washing up. No, I'll give you one more guess. The, the second he came out, there was a miracle happened. He shouted, true crime. He made his mother infertile. Oh. Yeah. Grabbed the, the cervix as he came out, dragged it out with it. No more. <laughs> Just me. Well, I mean, give Michael some props for a silver lining here. Who else could turn? I mean, one, how did they fucking know? Unless he literally did pull everything yeah, out with him. Yeah, um, but he, the way he phrased it was, well, John the Baptist of Bible times, when he was sent, he rid his mother's womb. That's 
again lots of wombs he rid his mother's womb of an affliction whereas nicholas provided his mother with one i was like what that is not a nice thing to do no. he was like it's the opposite of john the baptist it's a miracle no it's just horrid so did she not want any more kids and so she was like happy days no contraception i don't have to go through this ordeal again possibly i mean that's i mean an- that would be quite nice Another good the, one. If you're on the final one. I mean, it's a struggle trying to turn making your, forcing your mother <laughs> to be infertile when you were born <laughs> to be a miracle. Yeah. Um, and they phrase it as that he was such a perfect child that there'd be no point anyway. None could. No one's better than me. No, to him. Um, there's, oh fuck, what's he called? There's a comedian who does songs, and I've forgotten his name, but he sings a song about... Jesus's brother Craig about how he lives in his shadow I might play it at the end of the podcast because it's funny Uh, but yeah and so it said that though his mother was sterile in flesh she was fertile in spirit because when you have something fucked up like that happen to you you really want to start praying (laughs) Um, so here's where Michael gets judgy he starts talking about Nicholas's um, childhood and said that he was nurtured as is befitting of an infant from the maternal breast. Don't tell everyone they've got a breastfeed, Michael. What do you fucking know? <laughs> Nothing. But Nicholas's mum definitely struggled as well because this is counted as his second miracle. Or, But it said that he would only feed on Wednesdays and Fridays <laughs> once a day. As a baby, he would only suck milk Wednesday and Friday. A bit like my dog. No, I only remember to feed him on Wednesdays and Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> he's just chewing off my leg don't know why no I do feed him apparently that's common with priests that's what a lot of priests do they fast apart from Wednesdays and Fridays oh it's like the 2-5 diet yeah apparently so <laughs> well common with priests and with children whose mums have fucking rank nipples <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what was wrong with it they're like Ugh, I'll wait till I'm starving mum <laughs> not now um so it's then he then said that as a young boy, he grew up very kind in nature and spirit, and he was managed to avoid political involvement and corruption from the business world. Um, which, unless you're a tri- child of Donald Trump, I think that's pretty <laughs> fucking easy to do before the age of sixteen. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember being. I didn't know shit about shit when I was sixteen. Come and buy these shares in yo-yos. <laughs> didn't happen to me as a child and in the fourth century i'm not quite sure what the corruption of the business world looked like but then nothing is new under the sun no um so at 16 both of his parents died it doesn't say how oh mysterious i think miracle number three the opposite of everyone else's parents they stayed alive you died <laughs> potentially um but they left him with a huge fortune oh um, but Nicholas, your motive. <laughs> well, however, he was determined to surrender his wealth and possessions. Oh. So once he inherited it, he prayed. How old was he? Sixteen. What sixteen-year-old saying no to that money? Although we all go through that phase, don't we? I'm a hippie. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, and sixteen was. Away. Yeah, that was probably the age I'm when I was most. Mm-hmm. Who needs these items? Not cynical enough yet to realise it's all a construct. Although Pandora bracelet. Um, so he said it was for like piety but I think it's probably the fact that he wanted nothing to do with a family that starved him as a baby possibly (laughs) Um, he's religious he doesn't want this food he's sitting there like he's such a quiet child I have no strength yeah Um, so then comes the first story of how he got rid of his wealth this is probably the most widely documented among the primary sources and classic sources um, did he put it all on a jacket like Michael Barrymore used to do and just run through the crowd <laughs> he didn't but that would have been a great Christmas know. tradition <laughs> Christmas would have looked very different if that had happened no but it did lead to some of the you'll see the hints of a modern Christmas in it so it said that there was a man who had three daughters all of them shapely and attractive so, so, to the eye yeah, yeah which irrelevant yeah who gives a like you ugly bitches can starve but the shapely ones <laughs> um so these shapely young ladies doesn't um, say what shape to be fair it, you they say there could be a, a <laughs> gonna be a fucking number eight uh, like me um so these attractive women they fell on hard times and the dad 
was like, there's nothing else for it. I'm going to have to send them to a brothel. Like, that's it. What? Yeah. He said, it was said that... They capitalise on these shapes. That there was no... Uh, I can't remember what Michael said. Something about that no men of repute would be willing to marry them without reimbursement or something. I was like, well, they sound like dickheads. You, triangle. Get shagging. <laughs> so he was So it said that Nicholas caught wind of this and couldn't stand for it. I mean, how dare women go out and profit from their own resources? <laughs> he must put a stop to it. They must be kept down. Well, we could just give him money. Well, that's kind of what he did. But in a fucking creepy way. Oh. So, um... I will have sex for you, but I will pay you double! <laughs> oh, that would have been good. I don't know. I didn't think the brothel thing sounded so bad, but that obviously it is. Prostitution for a lot of people is not nice. Yeah, that's a lot of syphilis then as well. Um, but when I was when I was at university, sort of the diary of secret diary of a call girl books became really popular, mm-hmm. and we all read them and were like, "Do you know what? This is a really viable option." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the reality of sex work isn't quite as glamorous as it's portrayed. I but know, I was like, I, just... I could just go out do a shagging for some money. There's lots of people who are happily working in the sex industry though aren't there well to be honest I'm doing most of it for free so <laughs> it'd be nice if I could get a bit of extra cash for it while I'm at it anyway prostitution not attractive then and he wanted to stop it um, so as with most knobheads he couldn't just go and give the money straight out he needed to do it in a really modest way um, some more later tales tell that he put the money down the chimney hence why Santa comes down the chimney or another story tells that he hid by their fireplace every night and then left the money (laughs) why did he need to go near the fireplace specifically the fireplace just up the fireplace listening to their conversation well then I looked well at this time and in this area they wouldn't have had chimneys so it's not that's an embellishment (laughs) um what it says in the early tra- uh, transcripts is that he hurled it through a window at night. <laughs> so he just vandalised. <laughs> just literally, and then ran off. Literally, he just ran. And all of the window. I read about four different accounts from like the 12th century down, and all of them say that he threw it through a window. <gasps> he didn't just place it, nothing. Didn't put it on the doorstep. He literally lobbed it at them sleeping. Have it. I mean, that's you'd feel very ambivalent, wouldn't you? Like someone's threatening me with a rock through my window, but they're paying for the cleanup. So, okay. um, so when the father got the money, um, he immediately paid someone to marry his daughter. <laughs> I thought, oh, he gave them the money so they could all live together. No, he just paid someone off. No. You take her, have the oblong. She's the best, the most pointy. <laughs> um, this was then repeated. So this happened, and then the a couple of nights later, it was repeated for the second daughter. This time, apparently, the father was so overwhelmed by the kindness that he was struck dumb. Um, mute. I mean, he's already a twat. He's trying to pay, but <laughs> couldn't speak. This didn't stop Michael, the Archimandite. <laughs> no. Right. He was able to go on at length about exactly what prayers this guy said. <laughs> but I think he was in interpreting the groans and there were lots of feast metaphors which I can't really cope with right now because I'm Plus fucking starving sort of like translating <laughs> saying oh he said that in the translation it says that he made groans which would be um, he's saying I'm really handsome yeah <laughs> saying he wants to give me a, a cooked dinner <laughs> he's saying he wants me to have the triangle one <laughs> um, so yeah then he married off the second daughter so by now the dad was determined to catch the benefactor I mean, I think he's taking it a bit for granted. Someone's lobbed two sacks of money through your window, and you're like, "Well, he's obviously going to do it for number three. Mm. What he's going to like? You're not. You don't deserve any of this. No presumption. Don't assume that circles get in it as well. Assuming things makes an ass of you and me. Never assume. But he did. So he waited up at night to catch him. Um, St. Nicholas strolled on by, lobbed it through the window, but the guy woke up when the gold hit the floor and ran after him and was able to catch it with him later. There must be gold inside of him! <laughs> I mean, I just think, if he was such a fucking fast runner, he should have been able to put it to good use to make money for his family. Like, yeah. I don't know, be an Olympic sprinter. You're Fine, in Greece, fair. after all! Yeah. Um, so that's the that story sort of comes from his benevolence and why... Said Nicholas is known for giving gifts, one of the reasons. After this, in his life story, Nicholas became a bishop. 
But how? I hear you cry. <laughs> he wasn't even a priest. And as we all know, priest, then bishop, pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. Pedo, then priest, then bishop is probably the trajectory that you're aiming for. Yeah. Scout leader, pedo, priest. How many of those should we keep in? <laughs> There's enough evidence to back up these claims. <laughs> But no, he wasn't a priest and he became a bishop. A proper outcry. But it was not because of his miracles. The sto- I love this story. Um, so he became the bishop of Myra. So the previous bishop of Myra had died and they couldn't decide who was going to do it. They were all sat around discussing it for ages and ages and then one of them had the brainwave of next person to walk through that door called Nicholas, it'll be the one. Yeah. Like, they literally like, fuck it, the next yeah. person to come through that door can we're, have it. We're saying that's him, can't be asked. I am beyond caring now. Next which, man I see, I'm going to get married to. Pretty much. <laughs> which just, and again, this was co- called a miracle as well. This is counted as one of St. Nicholas's miracles, which I think goes to show that literally anything can be a miracle mm. if you're lazy enough to let it happen. <laughs> yeah. right. The kettle boiled, it's a Christmas miracle. You mean I could do that by anything like the next car that I walk in front of is going to be the one that kills me. Yes, it fucking is, but it's not going to be a miracle. <laughs> um, so that was one. Uh, a few other things that he did. He's also known for destroying the temple of Artemis. Um, now, this is a time Constantine became the emperor of sort of that empire, and Christians weren't persecuted anymore. So Nicholas and the others went out to destroy the idols that had been created. So Artemis was the goddess of fertility, and we know how much he hated that, having ripped his own mother to shreds at birth. So he set out, sort of waged a war on Artemis particularly, which I find bizarre. Um, but yeah, there were many other miracles attributed to him. So some of the first one, healing of a withered hand. Oh, um, a withered hand. Expelling demons from a cypress tree. Oh. I mean, I'm not quite sure what trouble this tree was causing people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you know it's got demons in it to start with? I think he must have been caught doing something weird. They were like, oh, Nicholas, why have you got that your dick in a tree? <laughs> uh, it's demons. Demons! I've, I've sorted them out. Everything's fine. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Um, there are at least two separate stories where a child that held a golden cup was spirited away by St. Nick and transported to somewhere else. Just, yep, off they go. And then we also get to the story, my favourite one, of the bodies in a barrel. Um, so the story goes, I mean, there's lots of children's books about this as well. Uh, this is more of a French traditional tale. Oh, sorry. It's more of a French traditional tale. Um, and you can see lots of nice things about this. So the story is three boys that were country lads and enjoyed playing in the fields were wandered into the town. Um, they didn't know where they were. They were overwhelmed. The glittering lights of the lanterns, the beautiful patterns in the mud road. Um, and so it stayed out too late. <laughs> they went to, they were hungry, tired, and so they stopped at a butcher's. Knocked on his door, said, oh, please, can you give us somewhere to sleep? Can you give us something to eat? And he was like, sure. In you come, my pretties. Slashed them into bits. Nope. Just chopped them all up. Didn't even feed them. Not trying... Didn't I even don't... feed them. Didn't even feed them first. Didn't even give them dinner. Just slashed them up from the up. Well, like, if you're just... Doesn't know the protocol. Like Hansel and Gretel, she at least fattened them up a bit first. <laughs> a lot of the evil witches in stories will fatten up the children. The evil butchers are wasting time. I mean, nowadays, you wouldn't even have to try fattening them up. They're all... <laughs> already there <laughs> so the story is that you just chopped them up I can't. I don't know quite why he would have done this because they weren't pissing him off but you chopped them up and put them in a barrel like a pickle barrel so like salted or brine um, and, and kept them there for seven years so he wasn't eating them he wasn't fucking them he was saving them for the was... great fasts of... apparently the great fast of Monday Tuesday yeah <laughs> um, so seven years, they're pretty fucking rank. But apparently this is when Nicholas arrived at the door of the butchers. Came in, the butcher tried to offer him other food, and he was like, no, I want it from this barrel. This salty, stinky oh, barrel oh, over shit. here. Um, opened it up and resurrected the children. <laughs> they all popped out. I mean, now, if you look at pictures of St. Nicholas, one of the most common ones you will see is three children in a little barrel at his feet in Western... Um, iconography and their parents were already dead <laughs> I'm gonna say like everyone's given up on you we've got some like elderly parents now it'd be like Flight of the Navigator where they come back and they're like 
time's moved on and I'm still yeah. young what am I going to do fly backwards I can't remember how they solve it in Flight of the Navigator but um, so an, a more original story of it it was three students who went to an inn and were drugged and then murdered I mean, it sounds more believable that they went out on the rise exactly I thought that I was like well that's a story I can get on board with That's the, and I would also understand not understand but maybe there was some reason why the innkeeper was out murdering these people but I guess it wasn't as sympathetic. Like, yeah. if these poor children were murdered, not these... Yeah, little freshers, I mean... But, this is probably all bullshit. Um, and in Butler's Lives of Saints, uh, a book he writes about St Nicholas, and he says that um, a lot of the older paintings, in the story where he threw the money into the window, yeah. the three bags of money said people wrongly interpreted that as being the heads of children oh God. and is where that story came from i mean you're kind of it, it could be the paintings were shit i mean it totally changes the the story oh he threw a child's head through the window i'm marrying my daughter off i mean it makes no sense there's another story where there's a pawnbroker and he throws three gold balls through the window so i can see how those were linked the bags mm. of money the gold balls I can't. I mean, the paintings are awful. I did have a good time <laughs> looking through um, some galleries, uh, pictures of Saint Nicholas, where he's literally just stood. And in those older pictures, like they're all front on. There's no perspective. <laughs> front on, hand flopped in a window, and one of them it's like bars of gold, like just onto the heads of sleeping women. <laughs> um, so you, can, they were shit. But um, I'm not sure. I think that's a bit far. Of like, oh, it looks like a head. Because it says he resurrected them whole. I hope he didn't just resurrect the heads and then rolled them around town. (laughs) (laughs) But in the French stories, he then keeps the butcher with him as punishment. The worst punishment he can think of. You've got to hang around with me forever. And he just sort of follows him around as his little helper. Um, So those are some of the stories. There are loads more tons. I mean, obviously, those were miracles that are sort of attributed to his life. There are tons of miracles after when people say they saw visions of him and he came. And one of his last, more lasting miracles is to do with his remains. Oh. So he obviously, despite all the discrepancies throughout his life, there was a person and he is buried uh, and, well, his remains are being held in Bari in Italy. So um, there's many pilgrimage grow there and they found that water would gather around the bones of St Nicholas and they called this manna and would start bottling it up and selling it for its healing properties and then it would just refill again. I mean, I immediately... Was it in, like, a dip in the floor? They said that they investigated it and they were like, there's no way it could be getting in. It's obviously some freak, spring, something. I mean, I immediately just thought of John Gacy's crawl space. (laughs) <laughs> which I watched a documentary just last night actually about where when they were excavating his basement it would constantly be flooding and that was his mm. defence as to why it smelled no bad it was like that. well it just floods every year that's why it's the stink of rotting bodies <laughs> although when I do whenever I wear jeans that are really long when it's raining the smell of my wet trousers is like nothing I've ever smelled before oh man when I was like a teenager and all those really wide like oh, bell bottom yes. trousers they were the worst they just soaked up the rain <laughs> um, well people like you <laughs> also thought this is bullshit so in 1954 they actually um, they were doing some renovation in the basilica and they exhumed his bones and put them in an urn on exposed so the public could go and just see them and people said that they observed the bones perspiring I mean, what? I mean, you see that and you're like, I want me some bone sweat. That's some sweaty bones. The only thing I want to be drinking right now, the sweat of those <laughs> centuries old bones. I mean, I whatever, whatever kind of liquid is coming out of there, please stop ingesting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not going to be good. Apparently the cloth was soaking wet around them and that's, they've now preserved that. So you can't go and see his bones every day, but you can go and see the cloth that the bones were once held in, oh. which is terribly exciting. <laughs> Um, and then in 1980, so very recent, mm. 1980, they started formally extracting the liquid every year on May 9th. Like, it's still happening. No way. So, May 9th, um, because that's the day that the remains were transferred to Italy, uh, rather than on St. Nicholas's Day, which is December the 6th. 
Um, so every year they formally extract it. They get about 50 millimetres of bone juice. No way. And um, sell it off. Also, these fucking mad bastards have used his skull when they exhumed it in the 50s. They took measurements and x-rays and things. And have older. reconstructed his face. You can oh, see... Oh, yeah, like they did with uh, King Richard. Yeah, you can see what he would have looked like. So I'll put a picture up on the Twitter later so you can see that where they compare the reconstructed face to the icon faces and like it's obviously real you can see, I mean the website that was showing it is like stnicholas.org and it's like a catholic charity run thing so they're obviously trying to prove that it's real they're like look the similarities are there and like the main similarities are his hair and clothes <laughs> yeah. neither of which I believe they could have got <laughs> from the skull I mean he has the exact same little receding hairline which you can say shit about Deer. There's no way they would have known what hairstyle that guy right. was rocking. <laughs> the main thing that I've noticed is his nose is totally different. I mean, I think it's artistic styles for the long, pointy nose. But well, they made everyone look a little bit fitter in those pictures anyway, yeah. didn't they? But there's Probably. no possible way that you can say, look at these paintings of him, look at this reconstruction of him, because it's completely different yeah. unless you're looking at the things they couldn't have done. But I yeah. love that they tried. Yeah. I think, go for it. Someone's convinced. Let's. Re- the, I think we should just put the whole skeleton on display. I want. Do you know? Do you remember when the internet was almost sort of new, like in the nineties, um, and every fucker had a webcam for something. It was like a live webcam feed of my pond in the garden, live webcam feed of the traffic outside That's my road. That's happening now. That's Facebook Li- Live. Live webcam feed of those bones sweating. That's what I want. Yes, we need a little time lapse of the sweaty bones. Yeah, I think. I want to be able to tune in and watch the sweat pour as and when. Lick it off. <laughs> Cure my gout. And oh, so that's the story of St. Nicholas. And obviously there's creepy ones too. Like Belschnickel was the inspiration. Like go look at him. He's the one that whips the children. And sometimes doesn't even whip them if they're naughty. Just whips them to make sure that they're good next time. Um, Preemptive. Which is good. Um, if you would like to send us a weird murder to read out at the end of one of our podcasts, please email us at slaughterthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we love getting your emails and tweets and Facebook messages, um, so keep them up. Have a nice Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas! Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.